Matthew chapter 27 Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people came to the decision to put Jesus to death. They bound him, led him away and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the thirty silver coins to the chief priests and to the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have, I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied. That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priests picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this into the treasury, since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the thirty silver coins, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Yes, it is as you say, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now it was the governor's custom at the feast to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Christ? For he knew it was out of envy that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on, his, on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus who is called Christ? Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was, was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, let his blood be on us and on our, ch on our children. 
Then he released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers round him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spat on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After that, after they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink, mixed with gall. But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two robbers were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are, are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now, if he wants him, for he said, I am the Son of God. In the same way, the robbers who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over all the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, He's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a stick and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. The tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs, and after Jesus' resurrection, they, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him 
who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Many women were there, watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joses, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of, his, out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, the one after, the, after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they answered, we remembered that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. What I notice in this chapter is firstly the many ways in which Jesus fulfilled Old Testament prophecy. He was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver and the money was used to buy the potter's field as prophesied in the book of Zechariah. Uh, secondly, Jesus was silent before his accusers uh, and he was crucified along with thieves. Uh, both of those are in Isaiah 53. Uh, and then his clothes were divided by lots as prophesied in Psalm 22. Another thing, a really difficult thing to notice uh, is verse 25. Uh, where it says, All the people answered, Let his blood be on us and on our children. Now this is a painful verse to read, and one that has caused a lot of problems down the centuries since it was written. My own study Bible ducks the issue and says very little. As always, we must understand the context. The Gospels were written during the time of the Roman Empire, and were written to be more palatable to a Roman audience. Pontius Pilate had the most power, and the Romans carried out crucifixions all the time to terrorise local populations. Pontius Pilate gets away rather lightly. The Gospels shift a lot of blame onto the chief priests and onto the crowd. Matthew's Gospel is the most Jewish of the four, and therefore, verse 25 was written to encourage Jews to come to repentance and faith, not for the rest of us to blame the Jews. Uh, and in any case, 
Jesus forgave them and everyone when he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they were doing. Uh, as written in Luke 23, verse 34. Here's something to think about from chapter 27. Who do we identify with in the story? Are we like the chief priests and the elders, so corrupted by a desire to cling on to power that they will hurt other people to do so? Or are we like the crowd, so desperate for political change that we will support a murderous rebel like Barabbas? Uh, are we like the remaining 11 disciples, fearfully hiding away at this point? Or are we like Simon of Cyrene, Joseph of Arimathea, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the other women who tended to Jesus' needs? Remember, it was the two Marys who first saw the risen Jesus. Father, help us to know what is right and have the courage to act rightly, not swayed by greed, peer pressure, or the shouts of the crowd. Amen.